When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of T-O-Double-D, Todd Sinofante presents Stunts in Film, Stunts in Acting, and Stunts in Everything Else. And we left off last week talking about Universal Soldier 2, The Return, so I wanted to get back with Todd to see what the experience was like working on Universal Soldier 2. And for you wrestling fans out there, he has a special Bill Goldberg story. What is that? So yeah, last week we talked about Universal Soldier The Return. Uh, I worked with Michael Jai White, incredible guy. Got the one of the best sidekicks I've ever seen. And we'd always be joking on the set because we'd watch all the stunt coordinator get everything ready. And there was one scene where we had the gun we were using. It had a flip up in the air and we had to catch it so the technology in 99 they had a fish wire tied uh with the board tied the gun to it and just like dangled it and we had to jump up and catch it and then shoot it that's technology also i had the pleasure of working with all you wrestling fans out there bill goldberg bill goldberg is probably i mean you know his shoulders are massive. When I first met him, I said, hey, Bill, Todd Sinofante, you know, Jean-Claude's double. He shook my hand. His grip was like, you know, a bear grip. Uh, so we started talking a little bit, you know, um, and I said, Bill, I said, uh, between you and I, I said, Sting is my favorite wrestler. He said, Steve is a great guy. So I thought that was pretty cool. He was uh, very generous, really nice guy. A great athlete. So Universal Soldier, The Return. Um, I did the end fight scene with Michael Jai White. Uh, we wrapped. I went over to Bill because I really wanted to, uh, you know, live on good terms with him. I said, Bill, it's a pleasure meeting you. You know, big fan. You know, tough thing. I said, hi. He goes, he goes, will do. And uh, recently, we kind of, we reconnected because it was a long time. It was back in 99. We recently reconnected on Instagram. 
I sent him the picture of uh, that we took in a makeup chair, and uh, his response was, "Wow, that was a long time ago." So uh, I keep in contact with him, um, and hopefully, you know, you know, uh, visit him one day uh, at his at his house. That'll be kind of cool. Take the podcast there. So uh, after Universal Soldier returned, that was '99 when I first moved to California. So. I finished that. That is when I started to get into the uh, fitness world. Uh, I got offers to do uh, Muscle and Fitness magazine, um, a, a, a magazine called Pump, um, Exercise uh, for Men, uh, Burn, and that got me, you know, pretty much a lot of attention uh, after Universal Soldier: The Return. That's when I started doing, you know, some more independent films. For myself but getting back to the Van Damme story so from 99 it wasn't until 2006 when out of the blue I got a call or an email from the producer and said uh, we can definitely use you for um, uh, no, no, what movie was it it was um, oh until death uh, same thing, you know, stand in, photo double, and do the stunts. So from, from 99 to 2006, I pretty much lost contact with Jean-Claude. I show up on the set, you know, we hug each other, great to see you. Same thing happened. One of the funniest stories I have with Jean-Claude um, happened a few movies after that. But getting back to um, Until Death uh, in Bulgaria, beautiful, beautiful country. So, same thing. We finished that movie. I go to him. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm here. You know, you need me. Hey, is that? So, 2006 ends. I, I fly back. Now, there's another gap for a few years. Again, I do some more of my own stuff, uh, acting, uh, more some, some more of the uh, fitness magazines. So 2006 now turned into 2014 for Pound of Flesh. I get a call from his uh, manager, attorney, and said, Todd, Jean-Claude is in China for Pound of Flesh. We definitely need you. I was like, all right, what do you need me? I'm thinking, eh, two weeks, three weeks. Uh, we need you now. So... I had to drive down to the LA, to LA, get my visa, get all the paperwork, and in a matter of three days, I'm on a, fl a flight heading to China to work on Pound of Flesh. This is probably the most grueling film to date. Anybody that worked on this film, we had a month of night shoots. Night shoots are, your call time is about 4.30, 5 o'clock. You get picked up in the afternoon, 4.30 p.m. at night. So we get picked up at 4.30, drive to the set. We have breakfast, breakfast at 4.30. Night shoots really kind of mess up your eating habits. But again, grueling long hours. I wasn't really concerned about my diet. So 4.30 and then at midnight, we have lunch. Have lunch at midnight. Yeah, noodles and chicken, you know, some Coke, Pepsi. 
And then at six thirty, six o'clock, we wrap. So we go home to the to the hotel. Once we get to the hotel, we're starving. So I go to my room. He goes to his room, Jean Claude. We shower. We meet down in the lobby and have breakfast around seven thirty. And that was pretty much our schedule for the night shoots. Get picked up at four thirty, you know, then six p.m. have lunch, and then we wrap, and then we have breakfast. Uh, at the at the hotel. This film, one particular scene that that stands out for me. When we're having breakfast at seven thirty in the morning, it's like a buffet. So there's a chef, you know, in the back, and, and there's a window where you can see in the kitchen. So I've got my plate. I'm standing behind Jean-Claude. He's got his plate. We're in line. because you, know, you, you put your plate out, and they scoop out the onion or the uh, eggs and bacon, whatever. There's a guy standing in front of Jean-Claude. I'm behind Jean-Claude. The guy puts his, <laughs> puts his plate up to get his eggs. The chef puts the eggs on the plate. The eggs slide off into a big bowl of vinegar and splashes everywhere and John claude looks at me I look at him and we just started laughing it it was so funny I mean I still mention it to him uh, you know if I if I when I do contact him once once in a while and he still gets a kick out of it the second funny thing on that film we're leaving the set and the sound guy it, it was built on on a stage the set was built on a stage so there was a gap about like a, like a three feet gap and the sound guy was on the stage and he was doing some uh, um, I guess a wild noise and he kept p- taking his microphone or headphone off taking it. he goes what is that sound and it was a cricket and and the, the sound guy got up and he was going to go and, 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 and kill the cricket John looks, looks at me I look at him he goes no 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 he goes you're not going to kill that cricket Todd go get a cup like so one of those you know red college cups uh i said okay i said here so jean claude goes we both go underneath and he gets the the cricket in the cup he gives a cup to me and he goes okay go put it in the grass so i run over and I, and I put it in the grass it, it's little things like that stand out a lot more than you know uh, you know it's doing stunts and and crazy stuff because it's real, you know. Jean Claude is, is he? He loves animals. He loves his family. We have a lot in common with that, and that just goes to show me. Because I, I, I love animals. You know, I, I would never, you know, kill a cricket or you know, I would shoo a cockroach out if I saw it. And spiders, you know. But that's just that's just him. So until death, that was probably the the, the most grueling, just because of the night shoots, long hours. But uh, it's a great movie. Uh, 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 great actors. Uh, it was Gary McDonald, uh, Gary Beadle, um, a lot of these great guys I still keep in touch with. Um, Adam, um, he, he was a great, uh, great actor. So 2006, and 2006, the very last uh, scene we had was, I don't know if you saw the movie, but when Jean-Claude is chasing uh, Stephen Ray, the helicopter is taken off. So the camera's behind me, and I'm with the gun. The propeller um, 
blew my contact out of my eye and I caught it on my eye as I'm doing the scene shooting. Once they cut, I ran to the uh, the honey wagon. I took my contact out, cleaned it, and I'm thinking to myself, I got to get that LASIK surgery. So since that incident happened, after the film, I flew back to Pennsylvania before I flew back to California. I flew back to Pennsylvania. And I had the LASIK surgery done. My buddy's an optometrist, and his ophthalmologist uh, did the surgery. And if, if you're ever wondering why I have these glasses or why I wear them, my eyes are still sensitive to light. These glasses I've had for 16 years. I always took care of them. Every time I took them off, I put them in the case for 16 years. So that's one thing I'm proud of. Um, besides having 20-20 vision, that's, that always helps. So that, uh, until death was, um, after unto death, again, nothing. And then 2017 comes around. Jean-Claude actually calls me up and says, I'm doing a TV series called Jean-Claude Van Johnson. There's not a lot of action, but I do want you to come on with me. I want you to be my trainer and I want you to be my driver. I'm like, hey, it's work. Work is work. Never turned on work in this business because you never know when it's going to come. So my job was uh, Amazon rented us a, um, a Ford Explorer Sport, beautiful truck. I picked it up so I would have it at my place in Willen Hills. I would drive to Simi Valley where I used to live. I would pick him up, then I would drive him to set. Um, so it was it was a little different. You know, I am not used to you know being like uh, like an assistant type of person, but uh, again, I was happy working. So uh, we we got pretty pretty much uh, more of a bond because we spent so much time on the films. You know, I would I would hang out with them, but it wasn't like you know all day, all day on the set, and then after that, we would drive home. Some days I would drop them off and drive back to my place, but then there were times where we had a really late wrap. I would just stay at his house. You know, he would call Gladys up, "Hey, Toddy's uh, coming." You know, just make sure the bed is ready, which was easier. We would just both get up and then go. There are a few times we were late, and. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the producer said, ah, you know, maybe it is a good good thing that you do stay there if you can. If not, we'll put you up close to the set so you're not late. And they did. A couple of times they would put us up uh, in uh, some hotels on Sunset so we get up early and make there on time. And it was a great, great series. Unfortunately, it didn't get picked up. But he had so many characters in that in that series you know it shows you his range not just to the kicking and the punching he's a very funny guy very funny down-to-earth guy so yeah so 2017 was the last um uh job i did with jean-claude and then after that you know uh, we can talk with tim about the projects that uh, we worked on together and then go from there please between the time you stopped working with Jean-Claude Van Damme until the time you worked with him again on Until Death, you did a movie called Kung Fu, where you played Jean-Claude Croissant, and I wanted to see if Jean-Claude Van Damme knew that you played that part, and if so, what was his opinion about you playing Jean-Claude uh, Jean Croissant? 
them. It was I think that was back in two thousand three. Uh, Daryl Fong uh, called me up and said, "Hey, you know, I'm doing this uh, spoof. It's called a uh, Kung Fu." I mean, you'd be perfect to pay, play uh, Jean Jean Fraud Croissant, and I was like, it, "It's comedy. I, I I can do comedy." So I, I did mention to Jean Claude. He laughed when it, when he saw the name Jean Fraud Croissant, and the uh, the little fight scene we have. I, I'm supposedly fighting Bruce Lee, and we had uh, that little uh, you know roundabout square off type of thing. And I was able to improv a lot of the uh, the dialogue because there's some stuff written up. I said, Daryl, I said this would be funny if I say this. He goes, Go ahead, go ahead. So if you see the film uh, uh, Kung Fu, the end fight scene that we have, it's hilarious and it, it it did pretty good. But that that was a lot of fun. We did we filmed that in San Francisco. And then one of the big shows of the '90s. Um, 2000s to mid 2000s was Power Rangers. So I never knew that story. I know you were involved with the Power Rangers series, but how did that come to be? How did you get involved with Power Rangers? Wow, that was two. That that was 2000, 2001, I believe. One of the uh, the coordinators on the show, and I forget his name. I apologize. Uh, he asked me if I wanted to come on and be a part of the Power Rangers as one of the Silver Guardians. It wasn't a a big role, but again, you never pass up an opportunity. So that was there there was really no uh, no big stories on it. it. Was there was really no action. I just played a Silver Guardian that had one little scene that runs over, you know, and and, and talks to the the, uh, the president, make sure he's safe, and then I run off. So but again, it was uh, it was work. So now that you did all the stunts, and now you're in the acting part of the industry, did you kind of feel you hit your stride when you started acting on your own? You were like, I can do this. This is better for me. I like to act. I like to be in front of the camera as opposed to being a stunt man, stunt double, photo double. Like, how did you feel about making that change? You know, still doing stunts, but now you're acting more in front of the camera. Well, I don't think anybody actually hits their stride. You always want to get better uh, to perfect your craft. But I do feel a lot comfortable in front of the camera. Don't get me wrong. I love doing the stunts. It's a big adrenaline rush. But acting can also be a big adrenaline rush, especially if you get, like, uh, A Reason to Live, the short film I did. That was mentally, for me, it was a draining role because towards the end, I might as well tell you if you didn't see it, it's on YouTube. I had to go. I, I, I had to go back and, and, and really think of some powerful, powerful moments in my life to, you know, cry on cue. That's very difficult to do. Crying on cue is very difficult. Those of that, that do it, you know, I have so much respect for those actors. But uh, I feel that now, you know, I have enough in my artillery to, per, to uh, you know, present to producers and directors with the experience that, you know, I'm capable of, uh, you know, 
to say, you know, for my close-up. You know, I've done films, but, you know, it's not like that uh, that one big break that you get. And then you say to yourself, all those hard, all the hard work, all the rejections, you know, uh, will pay off. And the films that uh, I worked with Tim on, you know, there 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 are some some really good uh, dialogue, some really good uh, scenes in there that I think will catch uh, a lot of director and producers' attention. Yeah, so we did a film called um, <clears throat> The White Share Killer, which uh, Todd plays the killer in. And in my personal opinion, I'm not just saying that because I'm Todd's manager. I had several clients involved in that film. But I do feel that Todd carried the movie as far as the acting ability goes. And it was a real suspenseful film. And that particular film right now is on 2B TV. So anybody can watch that film on 2B TV. It's called The Rideshare Killer. And Todd was in the movie with um, our clients Eric Roberts and Tuesday Night from Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, Rio Summers from America, America's Next Top Model. Uh, we had some really nice talent in the movie, but I just wanted to see what Todd's opinion on that film was, what uh, some of his challenges were on the set, and what did he, what was his takeaway from that movie? Well, I was uh, I was hoping to to do a scene with Eric Roberts. Um, eventually, I did on another film, that film there, but that's that's not the Roger Killer. Well, when Tim called me up and said, uh, hey, I got this film called The Right Your Killer. It's with Eric Roberts. And once I heard Eric Roberts, I was like, ah, oh, the best of the best. Uh, you know, it was a great film. You know, even Batman. Unfortunately, all my scenes were, were not with Eric, but they were with Tuesday Night. Tuesday Night is a gem. I really, you know, I... I, I her and I bonded on that set almost like a brother and sister relationship. And we had some of the, you know, intense scenes uh, towards the end of the film with her. But my take on that was it was probably, well, actually, it was my biggest role to date. And uh, the dialogue I loved, a lot of dialogue in it. Uh, and I, uh, I feel that, you know, again, that film... I'm almost on the catapult. So once we just cut that catapult, you know, I guess the sky's the limit. But the right camera killer, the story, it's a great story. Um, all the actors on that I enjoyed working with, well, unfortunately, except Robert, Eric Roberts, but I get to get, did get to work with him on uh, other projects down the road, hopefully more. But yeah, if you haven't seen uh, The Right Share Killer, check it out. So what was your experience working with, like, um, on, on Turbulent Skies, for example? Turbulent Skies was the first film that you acted on where you had one of the lead roles and dialogue in comparison to The Right Share Killer. How would you differentiate those experiences as an actor? Turbulent Skies, um, it was a very small part. Uh, Fred Olin Ray casted me in it. And uh, it, it was it was different from 
other uh, films because, well, there wasn't really any action. The only uh, scene I had was with Casper Van Dien on the plane. And all I had was a, a couple, two, three lines. I guided him to, you know, tell him what to do. You got to go up there, make sure you have the inhaler on. So, Turbulent Skies, you know, although it, it was, it, it turned out to be, you know, a really good movie. Not much on that film as far as, you know, story wise, because I only had like one day, uh, one day uh, work on that film. And so, what can you tell us about working with? Fred Olin Ray as a director on that particular film. I think he also did Super Shark, which was the next film that you did after Turbulent Skies. Any any thoughts on your experiences working on Super Shark? Oh, Fred is great. We have a you know we had a great relationship on Turbulent Skies and Super Shark. Super Shark, I think when they have every time they have Shark Week, uh, they do play Super Shark. I played one of the. Uh, Military guys, um, you know, I'm, I'm former military, so I was, I was comfortable with you know, the weapons. And then uh, the scene why I have the, uh, the uh, flamethrower, flamethrower shooting at the shark, you know. So that there w- was, was a lot of fun to do. Uh, the co-star was, all, was uh, Gerald Webb. He and I were like next, uh, next to each other, shoot at the shark, shoot at the shark. Then I put the flamethrower on. They're, they're kind of heavy, you know. It's a good workout. Running on the beach, stopping, you know, doing the flame, doing the flame, um, and it was it was fun. It was especially you know, filming on the beach. Uh, I believe it was up near past Zuma Beach. Uh, we filmed that. But Fred is great. He's a great director and he's a great guy. Any experiences working with the? Sh- the animatronics like the shark any any stories about working with the shark on the set because those are always fun stories like oh the shark, shark stopped working any, any stories like that well the shark was all cgi so i never met the shark uh but i hear the shark's name is bruce right on yeah it's kind of like jaws everybody likes jaws that was the basically the predecessor that all shark films followed after that. Jaws was like the ultimate classic shark film. But then you worked on Jersey Shore Shark Attack as well. Jersey Shore Shark Attack. Any any experiences you could share from that particular movie? Again, it was a Fred Olin Ray film. I got to uh, meet up with Paul Sorvino. We uh, we met on knockoff. In Hong Kong, that's the first time I met Paul Sorvino, and Paul Sorvino was also in this film. And I also got to be friends with William Atherton, famous for Die Hard, Ghostbusters. Not a lot of uh, um, interaction with them on set. Again, I, I play this uh, very curious um, uh, bystander called Mr. Marino, and I have a, a couple two tree lines. But uh, leaving um, the set, I was able to get uh, William Atherton's email. So we kept in contact. And then one day, I, I walk out my door, and I, and I see him walking. I said, I said, hey, Bill. He goes, hey. He lives about three blocks from me. 
and I never knew that. So we would we would walk up the street back in well, it was a few years ago, and we would meet up for coffee, just you know, hang out, talk about everything. And uh, but William Atherton, you know, another another great act, actor that uh, uh, has a lot of stuff going on now. I said I said I said Bill, we got to work together, man. He goes, hey, you never know. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E homes.com or you can email them at benbuie34 at gmail.com b-e-n-b-u-i-e 34 at gmail.com when you need a home you need the rockstar realtor tell him wolfie sent you benji is a member of exit realty's garden gate team in gallatin tennessee that's right folks canine corral for all your dog daycare and overnight care, call 631-549-1544. That's 631-549-1544. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No, I mean I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental. Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. With Mr. Todd Sinopante, stunts in film, stunts in acting, and stunts in everything else. So, Todd, you had an opportunity to be a stunt coordinator, stunt man, stunt double, photo double, uh, actor. Is there any part of the industry, the film industry, that you haven't yet done that you would love to do? I'd always love to be a cook. No, uh, pretty much. I, 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 I have to put you know doing the stunts on top again because of the the adrenaline rush, uh, the acting. You know, I'm not much of a uh, a writer, but I, I have some. You know, back in the day, I started writing a little skit, but uh, I think I'm more comfortable you know in front of the camera and then doing the stunts. Uh, but I have so much respect for everybody in the business. Again, from you know the craft service to the, uh, the electricians, uh, the location managers, um, the, the casting, the sound, the boom people—they they put so much time and effort, you know, to make actors look as good as they can. And again, a shout out to all the stunt coordinators out there uh, for the safety and to keep everybody safe. So talk about that. Like, what? Who are some of your favorite stunt coordinators that you've had an opportunity to work with? As far as stunt men, stunt women, like, share with us some of those experiences. Like, who are your some of your personal favorite stunt coordinators? 
Well, first that comes to mind is Charlie Paturni. He's been in the business for a long, long time. Um, I got to meet him on Maximum Risk. And he's actually the reason how I got my uh, my SAC card. I'll tell the story again. We're in France, and at the time, Jean-Claude had a double on Maximum Risk. Uh so one day I'm sitting in the chair on set and I see Charlie walking back and forth, walking back and forth and he's looking at his watch because he was waiting for Mark uh, Stefanich to come back, Jean-Claude's stunt double, to do a scene. And he was waiting, waiting. I'm just sitting there and he looks at me and he says, uh, hey Todd, you want to do this? I said, well, what is it? Well, we're going to harness you on the hood of a car and then you're going to crash into these tables and chairs and, you know, everything, all the debris. I'm like, yeah, sure. So they harnessed me on the, on the hood of the car, crashed through the tables and chairs, tables and chairs. We did it a couple of times. And I was a must join. That's how I got my SAG card. So I do thank Charlie for that. Um, there was a lot of other great stunt coordinators. I'm going to go back to the, the Hong Kong uh, crew Sam Hong you know he, he's he's incredible the talent he has and he's a big guy too but he's so athletic and we got along great on the uh, on the set of knockoff uh, you know he would you know try to describe that he had a translator and, you know I would listen to him and then I look at the translator and oh okay okay cool the uh, the language barrier was a little difficult, but you know we pretty much knew what he was was saying. So Samo and, and the and the Chinese crew, great uh, great guys, and uh, I, I I still think he's you know involved in the business and still going at it. But I when I when I, when I met Jackie Chan, that was the one time I did not have my my camera because that was back on uh, Double Team. He just came and uh, showed up. Uh, Choi Hawk was a director. They're, they're good friends. And just, you know, shaking his hand, meeting him, like, wow, Jackie Chan. It's, that's amazing. Um, Choi Hawk uh, was one of those directors where he didn't want to waste time. Everything was like fast. Okay, okay, we'll get that back. We'll come back to that. And um, Ringo Lam, another great um, director. Uh, directed Maximum Risk. So I got a chance to, you know, meet all these great directors, coordinators that have been doing this for much longer than I have. And I'm still learning. And, you know, I, I, I plan on learning, you know, a, a lot more because I feel things are starting to happen and, and they're looking up. So, uh, you know, it, it's uh, get used to my face. <laughs> So for someone who doesn't know, if you're not in the industry, like we are, we're in the industry, so we know the lingo, but if someone doesn't know what a stunt coordinator is, how would you explain what a stunt coordinator, stunt coordinator does? What's the principal job of a stunt coordinator? Well, the stunt coordinator is in charge of all the physical stunts in a film or a TV series. They're responsible for bringing the actors onto the set 
showing them the choreograph of what's going to happen. Safety briefings. There was an incident, you know, you've heard about that incident, uh, you know, about the movie Rust, but proper stunt coordinators have safety briefings before, during, and after. They make sure everything is completely safe, nobody is at risk, and their job is to make sure that the, the actors, the actresses do their scene and the stunt guys do the stunts in a safe environment. So stunt coordinators have a big, big role on a movie film. Well, a lot of the films, especially horror films, will get an actor to play the killer and they'll have maybe an another actor that does all the stunts, doubles for the actor and does all the doubling for that actor. The ride share killer, the actor who played the killer, and you did all your stunts. So there's a lot of credit for that because you know, you're instead of having an employee of the stunts, you did stunts. So how is for you to get a chance to Play. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Tim. Tim, you're very choppy on your uh, audio. Check and see to make sure that somebody didn't just go on your uh, internet or something. We'll hold off. We'll cut this no, part out. No. Yeah. You were. It, it was very hard to hear what you said. So. I was reading okay. his lips. You were reading his lips? That's good. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Give me a count of like five or six. Let's see how you're working now, Tim. Five, four, three, two, one. Check, 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 check. That works. Bueller. Okay. Bueller. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give you a five count, and then if you can ask the same question again, we'll edit it, you know, in the future. Okay? Okay. All right. Yep. Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, so I was basically asking Todd, you know, he played the killer in the movie The Rideshare Killer, plus he did all his own stunts. So that was the first time that he had to opportunity to lead in, in a film, also to do all his own stunts in that same film. So I wanted to hear from, from Todd what that experience was like to star in a film that you also were able to do all your own stunts on. Now, in this film, there there wasn't a lot of, you know, uh, physical uh, action in it, except for the very end, you know, with the big uh, slicing of the sword. But uh, that is one thing, you know, again, the reason why big actors, actresses have doubles, insurance policies. I'm sure all of these actors and actresses would love to do all the action, but they can't. Uh, for me, being an athlete all my life, I I would like to do that. I mean, I, I would love to do, you know, like how Tom Cruise is a great actor. He does a lot of his, you know, action. Um, but again, when it comes to big productions and maybe, you know, Tom Cruise is the exception to a point. Uh, that is why actors, actresses do have uh, a stunt double, you know, for the dangerous, you know, uh, dangerous scenes. 
but I enjoyed Rideshare Killer. It, uh, we should have a Rideshare Killer 2, but I won't ruin mm -hmm. the ending if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I come, I'll be back. Now, now you did um, a real career-changing type of role, and um, it, was a, it was a comedy movie, actually, called My Redneck Neighbor. Or you uh you played a different type of role. You played a, a gay character. <laughs> so someone who is as masculine as you are to transform into a gay character and to play that role. What was what was that experience for you like? I, I'd love to hear that. Are you talking to me? Yeah. The redneck my red my redneck neighbor. Tim, that was a that was a funny role. Um I played this uh gay <laughs> and uh, I brought out my uh, feminine side, uh, to say the least. It wasn't really a stretch. It just uh, kind of came natural. But don't tell anybody I said that. My redneck neighbor. A lot of funny, uh, funny characters on that show. <laughs> Mario and Harry and uh, Bye and it was. <laughs> I had the very end. We had did the end scene at the uh, that ranch. I had this uh, really funny um, ad lib I wanted to do, but there was no time to do it. Maybe if they do a redneck neighbor two, I can do it. It just uh, it went off during the after the car wash scene, the little scene I have, and I and I tell the girl girls washing the car, and then I I said uh, you know don't forget the tires, sugar tits. And it, it it goes off of that, but we, we didn't get a chance to do it. But it it was fun. The comedy is always fun. Everybody needs a laugh. And uh, if it ever comes out, maybe it will laugh. Yeah, we need to laugh at that one. And I got to say, rest in Harry Mock, because Mock was one of the lead roles on that film. And he passed away a couple months ago. Yeah. And uh, God bless him, man. We're going to definitely miss him. And then Mariano, he's hanging on. So hopefully, God's good grace, he'll be okay. But it was great to work with both of those guys on the set with you. That was an awesome experience. And Eric Roberts was in the movie, too. Eric Roberts and Eliza Roberts, his wife, were both in that movie. And we, we had a really good cast um, on that film, and I hope you get a chance to see the, the finished product. <laughs> So, yeah. um, moving along with that, man, we did, uh, we've did done two films since then. We did uh, It Wants Blood Part 2, where you actually had an opportunity to act opposite Eric Roberts for the first time on film. So, what was that experience for you like to work with Eric Roberts? Well, seeing Eric again and Eliza, they're just, uh, they're a perfect match for each other. They're just great, great people. And uh, Eric remembered me. Um, I met him actually before the Rideshare Killer at a charity event in Chatsworth. So he remembered me then, and then we, you know, we talked back and forth on Twitter. Um, but again, that uh, "It Wants Blood" too was uh, another really short scene where I play um, um, one of. Uh, Eric Roberts's um, associates, or I, I figure what the role was, 
But all the scene was, he was sitting in the chair, and I come in. I, I say, oh, you know, I appreciate it. I can't really, you know, help you out this month or this year, this month, you know, um, in your term. Uh, so, uh, but it was a pleasure working with you. And then he says his dialogue, and then I go off camera. So that was actually the first time, you know, him and I were on screen together. Hopefully not the last. But I do still keep in touch with Eric on Twitter. Uh, and Eliza, they're great. And actually, you did a project prior to all that with Eric Roberts, and I don't know what your uh, working experience was with him on that. I think you stunt coordinator, or you were one of the stuntmen on a movie called Pulp. So, want to share that experience with with a movie called Pups Alone? Yeah, it was called Pups Alone. It was a Christmas film, and mm-hmm. I was brought on to be a, a photo double for somebody else, one of the actors. And all it was, was a simple slip and fall. So the camera would just be on from the waist down and I'd be walking and I would slip and I would actually fall back onto the floor. So that's pretty much what, what a utility stunt is. Uh, people that don't know what, you know, they know what a stunt uh, double is. Uh, but a utility stunt is someone who comes on and just does uh, you know a simple stunt like you know falling down the stairs or getting thrown through the window, but this was just like a, a, a simple slip and fall. I fall back, you know, onto the pads, out of frame. But uh, that film, I didn't get a chance to meet him either. But yeah, Dolph Lundgren was in it too. I I didn't get a chance to meet Dolph, but I met Dolph at the Cafe Roma a couple two three years ago. Another nice guy. So, producer came to you and said, "Hey, Todd, you have the ability to play whatever role you want to play. What role be like? What is your quintessential role as an actor that you've not had the chance to play that you really want the opportunity to play?" Well, I've always loved sport films, like baseball films, basketball, football films. Um, my take on being an athlete since I was young when i watch uh, kevin costner for instance he's like a natural athlete he played you know college baseball and my favorite you know sport film is uh, for love of the game um you can just tell because he has that natural ability when he when he throws and that's what you know athletes kind of sense you know if, if someone has any athletic ability i would love to do a sport film but I would pretty much, if I had a choice, like if Tim came to me and said, okay, Todd, I've got this uh, action, dramatic, romantic comedy script, or I got this really huge martial art film, I would choose the action, dramatic, romantic comedy film. For me right now where I am in my career, if that wasn't the choice, of course I would take the martial art film, but... For me, it would just give me more of a range instead of just kicking and punching and getting thrown, getting kicked, um, to show you know uh, the uh, the whole spectrum of the acting and you know the, the romance, the drama, the action, all in one. So that is what I would love to do, and of course, who wouldn't? But uh, if that was presented to me, that's what I would choose now. 
Well, to be ability to be the ladies' man and to have the star appeal, is that kind of a goal of yours to be recognized in the business as the star, or did you just get into the business to say this is something I want to do? I don't really have goals of being a massive star. Like, what's your end goal business? If somebody asked you what your end goal was, not your end end goal, but just your immediate end goal, let's say. Well, I guess like any any actor actress out there, you know, uh, is to keep working. You know, uh, the more you work, the more you're on set, the more you learn. Um, you know, as far as the stunt world, for me, it's all about respect. A lot of these stunt guys, stunt women, mm-hmm. you know, they put their lives on the line, and for me, it's. And I, I feel I speak for most of them that uh, you know, respect is it, it means a lot in this business. Um, some some stunts, you know, are kind of like pushed to the side or not really given the attention they need. But as far as you know, where I where I want to be, what I want to do, um, you know, like I said, when I first stepped foot on the set of Sudden Death. It was just something, you know, something happened, you know. It, it was like I I feel like this is where I need to be. This is where I belong. Because going back into high school, I was a president of my drama club, you know, and I always like to, to act with my friends, you know, be the funny one, the crazy one, the weird one. So it was always in my in my blood because I'm the middle of, uh, I've got, Two other brothers. I've got Mark is the oldest, Scott is the youngest, and I'm right in the middle. And I've always, you know, I felt I, I, I'm the I'm like the fulcrum in our family. You know, balance the two of them out, and different. You know, I, I I like to be different. I feel like I'm different, and uh, you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens. You know, in the near 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 future. I knew that same old, same old breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Same old tasting scrambled eggs, burger, that dinner steak, ribs, or pork chops. Why not add a little bit of spice or just a touch of heat to make the difference? Change that scrambled egg with a little bit of Johnny Fabulous's John Cena Sr.'s million dollar jalapeno hot sauce. Great on burgers, steaks, chops. And those barbecued ribs. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage, ask for Jack. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. So we're discussing the acting portion of the 
show business entertainment industry i was asking todd who are some of his favorite actors or actresses i call everybody actors that he had an opportunity to work with thus far and share some of those stories about being on set as an actor well i'm gonna say the probably the most impressive actor i've ever been next to been around is got to be Sir Roger Moore um, on the quest. He uh, he injured his knee uh, for a scene, and you can't see it. He had a crutch. They kind of hit it pretty well. But before he hurt his uh, his leg, when we would have lunch, they would have a tent set up. We're in Thailand. They have a tent set up, and one day we're just sitting there eating. And all of a sudden, like, uh, over my shoulder, I see this ca- uh, pot of water, like a pot for water. And he goes, uh, all I hear is, more water, sir. And I look up, and it's Roger Moore. I'm like, oh, sure, thank you. It's Roger Moore pouring me coffee. So that that's probably, you know, the elite of the elite. But so many actors, um, starting with Sudden Death, you know, Powers Booth, um, Dorian Hayward, um, all these guys, uh, like I said, The Quest, there was uh, um, Roger Moore, Jack McGee, Janet Gunn, James Remar, um, and then Maximum Risk, um, you know, Natasha Enstridge, you know, beautiful, beautiful girl. Um, and let's see, after the, after Maximum Risk, uh, Double Team, you know, Mickey Roar, Dennis Rodman, um, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go right down the line. Uh, after um, double team, uh, come knock off again. Paul Sorvino, Rob Schneider, Layla Rashan, and I would always stay a little extra. Like when I would, when I'd be done, I would just like to stay just a little extra, you know, just to watch and just to learn. And not a lot of guys back in the day, you know, some stunt guys, you know, they didn't want to do that. I just, it was just me. I, I figured the more I can absorb, the better it's going to be for me. So after knockoff, then we had uh, uh, Legionnaire. Uh, we did that in Morocco. Um, let's see. After Legionnaire was uh, Universal Soldier: The Return. Michael Jai White, Goldberg, um, and then after that was uh, Until Death. Stephen Ray. Um, let's see who else was in that movie. Adam Lisi, Gary McDonald. Uh, Gary Beetle, uh, and then uh, I forgot to mention there's one film that I, I did a fo- actual photo doubling for Jean Claude called Swelter, and that had a great cast, um, uh, especially uh, you know Lenny James, you know, star of The Walking Dead. He you know he let me hang out with him in his his dressing room. He got a nice picture with him, and, and um, then there's uh, Grant Bowler. Uh, was another he was in Defiance, another great actor, but that was a movie called Swelter. Didn't really get a lot of uh, 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 you know attention, but it was a yeah, Alfred Molina also um, another great cast. So then uh, you know then we do the um, let's see uh, the, was it Pound of Flesh. It was Pound of Flesh. Um, Pound of Flesh had Stephen Ray. But if you had to ask me out of all those. I'm going to have to go back to Roger Moore because how many, you know, people can say that they were an actual film with a living legend 
the time, and, and you know, he's pouring water for me. Yeah, 007, James Bond. My favorite Bond. Mm-hmm. They're all, they're all, they're all good. So, in your opinion, did you learn more from being on set around those caliber actors, picking up techniques here and there, or did you learn more yourself from going to acting school? Like, if somebody had the ability to say, "Hey, I want to learn to act," but I have the ability to learn hands-on, being on set around actors who are very successful actors, or going to film school. Which one would you suggest and why? The best school you can take, attend, is being on set. I learned mm-hmm. so much, not just from the actors. I mean, how many actors these days know what check the gate means? Back in the day, you know, the 30, 35 millimeter film, I would always just love this, you know, see the, the camera guys and the focus polars, you know, check the gate. And nowadays, you know, these kids these days, they have no idea what checking the gate was. And now it's just, you know, check the disc or whatever, the microchip. But back in the day, I mean, the best acting class for me was being on set. Yeah, I've taken acting classes, but there's nothing like being on set in the actual game and learning, you know, from call time to rap, martini shot. I mean... You know, let's go again. Hey, look great. Let's go again. You know, stuff like that. It's just to me that that feels more real than just being in a studio. You know, doing a scene with someone else. But uh, yeah, being on set for me is the best acting class you can take. Gentlemen, you had been watching episode <laughs> two: stunts and and stunts and acting and stunts and everything else. T-O-double-D, Todson O'Day. Any closing words for your fans out there? T-O-double-D out. Train hard, think positive, and have fun. It's a